welcome to the Rolled Standard. I am going to be your keeper of the doors tonight. This is Christopher, of course, and we are playing Apocalypse Keys, and I am joined by Levi, and I am going to be playing a character based off uh, The Last, and his name is Guy Foe. I, oh, I will be playing uh, The Surge. My name is Charlie, and I'm kind of a sad guy. Because my ex, she uh, stabbed me in the neck and she li- quite literally cut my throat and stole my heart uh, right out of my neck. And I'm Nate and I'm playing Eric's. I'm the summoned. Uh, just a. Who summoned just you a, here, a, just, just a pissed <laughs> off immortal man. So, with that out of the way, the end is nigh. This world is fragile. Many things howl at the edges of reality, many claws reach out to find a way in. There are ancient doors of power that connect this world to destiny. If harbingers of the apocalypse open enough of these doors, the world will end on their terms. It could be a fiery apocalypse of blood and bone, a living nightmare. It could be a quiet apocalypse of shiver and whisper, a twisted dream. The world will end, and it will be remade in ways too terrible to contemplate. From the ashes or the shadows, only the harbingers know what will rise to claim what's left. But you're not going to let that happen, are you? You've come to love this world, even if it doesn't completely accept you. You are an agent of the Department of Interdimensional Vigilance and International Security Interdisciplinary Operations Network, or Division, a division of the Department of Paranormal Investigation and Containment, the DPIC. You are part of an elite group with a unique set of skills. You are the only ones who can hold back the apocalypse and hold this broken world together. You are a monster. There are many monsters in the world, but not all of them are as useful to the Division. Most of them are just trying to live their lives as best they can. They are not equipped to hold back the end of days. They are not marked by a strange fate. Your power, however, comes with a price. The darkness has demands of you. If you fulfill too many of these demands and give in to the darkness too often, you'll fall to ruin. You'll become a harbinger of the apocalypse. Then only the Division and your former friends can stop you. But if your heart is strong enough to resist and temper the darkness within yourself, your monstrous powers may turn back the tides of the apocalypse. You may become the force that will save this world. You will be the monster that finds the light in the dark and defies all odds. You have so much power, but what you truly have is this. Magic and fear. Healing and hope. You'll have to be enough. Now, you gather in the briefing room of the Division office in Providence, Rhode Island. A sturdy, middle-aged man with neatly styled, stark white hair and the skin of an expensive leather handbag stands in the room. You know this man as Nicholas Atticus Knight, the director of Division. He is accompanied by a man in his mid-thirties with large silver earrings. His loose, curly hair hangs in his face as he looks down at his laptop. You know this man as Noah Parker, your handler. He looks up as you enter the room and closes his laptop. Gentlemen, good to see you. Oh, hey there. Charlie? Knight. Parker. Yeah, well, Knight uh, stands up and cracks his back. I feel like every time we get together, it's because something bad is happening. And uh, that's the case again. I need to send you guys to uh, New Mexico, so I hope you guys like wearing shorts. Oh, shit. Albuquerque. My legs might be too white for this one. So I want you to meet with uh, somebody that you know pretty well, I guess. Santino... Martinez, you remember him. Uh, El Buen Mago, I believe they call him out there. Uh, he has contacted me, said there's something about some murders, and uh, they need you in Albuquerque. So, 
Noah here will be in your headset. You need him. You ask him anything. You know how it works. You can head for Albuquerque whenever. Um, and with that, why don't the three of you all just roll a d6 for me? Oh, no. Wait. Yep, I'll see. Already. Already. Five. Six. That's a two. Guy. Now, Santino Martinez is a fortune teller extraordinaire. You met a few years ago, and he foretold something that shook you to the core. You have never forgotten him, nor the fact that he knows that ominous fortune. Are you fascinated or horrified by Santino? Um, I would say Guy would be fascinated. Okay, and why? Uh, with his backstory, um, he has dealt with um, ancient cosmic entities of evil, so... Okay. He's familiar with um, the future and the past kind of thing. Okay. So why have you kept in touch with him since then? Uh, sheer curiosity. Okay. For what he told me. Okay. That's good. Um, so what do you guys do at this point? Pull up our sweet van with the <laughs> mural on the side. Oh, man. No. We cannot drive something like that. I, I would not allow it. But it's... I got this when I graduated from high school. It's like my one thing, man. It's pretty cool. And no one's going to stop us. Gets great gas mileage, too. Noah pipes up in your earpiece. He's like, no, listen, Charlie. I know Holy you want fuck. I know you want to drive your van everywhere. And it's a fucking sweet van. Um, tell you what, though. We can fly you to the, uh, to the satellite um, facility down in New Orleans. And there'll be a company vehicle on there for you guys to drive to Albuquerque. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Uh, you guys hit, hit the. You guys fly out now. We can. Two I, questions. I gotta imagine you'll be there by. How the by fuck sundown. did you get in my ear? You're wearing an earpiece. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. ask me that every time. <laughs> I, I can't and, believe. And uh, will, will the company vehicle be a minivan? It likely isn't, but there is one available if you want to take the. Yes, the, it's like a pad. It's a, it's a pad I'm wagon in. though. Yeah, fire, Deal. Fair enough. fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I will. Uh, I'm gonna go offline while you guys fly. Uh, why don't you guys give me a give me a call when you guys um when you land in uh, New Orleans? Actually, you know what? Not necessarily. But yeah, do that. I want to make sure you guys make your shit okay. Perfect. So with that, you guys board the one of the company planes, and you guys fly to uh, New, Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. The last time we talked about New Orleans was in Oklahoma. Nope, was when we were doing. Uh, I thought when we were doing Call of, when we were doing Call of Cthulhu. We were talking about a dude oh, that went down right. to New Orleans. Yeah. You're right. Are you Charles? I'm Charlie Char- Abrams. Abramson. Abramson. I've been saying Abramson. Yeah, I think it's right. It's it's got a Z in there. Yeah, yeah, it's Abramson with a some Z. Some road sign I saw the other day. Yeah, Abramson. It's a good name. And then it's Noah. What? Noah Parker. Noah Parker. Yep. Parker. And then your, of course, your handler, or not your handler, that's your handler. Yep. Um, your director was... Nicholas Addison Knight. Atticus. Atticus. Yep. Abbreviated as Nick at Night. Addison. That's <laughs> porn. So, you guys land in uh, New Orleans. What do you guys do? Sweltering here. It's absolutely horrible. Kind of reminds me of home. You come from Florida? No. 
do, does everyone know each other's backstory or you know each other? Oh, yes. okay. Actually, I never right. do. Okay. I, I, this is my thing in in these games. I never know what's going on <laughs> until no, I'm informed. Aware. That's a really good point, actually. You brought that up right now because there is a part of the character creation that we didn't do yet, and I was going to save it. That for, would make for the air. a lot of sense for all and the that awkward is, silence. That is the yeah right. That is the uh, the the um the starting bonds. So we can just go around the corner. Um, not really, okay, really. everybody, <laughs> come to the alley. We have to talk about our past. So, <laughs> Levi, uh, as Guy the Last, look at your starting bonds on your character sheet there. They're right above your darkness yes. tokens thing. Yes, I and, see these. Yeah, read the first one there. You should, you, let me rephrase what you should do here. You should oh, look through those, say pick one of those, and associate it with each of the, you know, like, pick one for you when you went, I mean, pick one for Charlie and one for Eric's, essentially. And then elaborate on them. Okay, yeah, because that first one would make no sense because I'm the only one like me. But you might not be. <gasps> it, oh, yes. You, you could always be wrong, you know what I mean? Right. Like, well, except I am the last. <laughs> right, but, you know, it's it, maybe it's an assumed last. Nothing is concrete, you know? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, Actually, you know, you pick all three of these. You just pick what to apply them to. Oh, no. So, actually, I'll ask you these questions specifically. You Do know, it. Somebody, which of these two guys knows of another like you? Which who is that? Charlie or Eric's? Um, probably Charlie. And Charlie, you know of another like guy. Why will not telling him protect him? Because Guy is trying to do the right, but he's trying to do right by his people, while the other one is trying to become the actual last. Ah, okay, I got and, that's exactly. What and you're sort of. Sort of like the movie with Jet Li, uh, one, the actual last becomes the most powerful. I thought the movie in the theater, that was a good movie. Fuck yeah, it's <laughs> a my good dad movie. want to see that in the theater. That yeah. A dope movie. Um, so, Guy, you would gain one bond with Charlie. So keep those tabulated, you know, like you have one bond with Charlie. So, in that case, with the other guy then, you and Eric loved each other once. <laughs> Oh, he's breaking. Take that as you will. I know that's why you're laughing, but like, no, take that as you will. It doesn't mean it has to mean that you guys are, you know, just homosexuals. It I, could I mean, mean anything. It could be that if you want it to be, but are, it doesn't have to be. I know that's why you're laughing. Mates. We are hetero life. No, you really are too. Mm -hmm. um, so why, why do you guys keep hurting each other? And Eric, that's a question for you. They're into it. Because I am destined to lose my memory and personality and succumb to the darkness. I, f I, there are so many things that I don't know anymore. Okay. And ev like so much of that is, is frustrating not only for me, but for everybody else. So I kind of just emotionally stay back. So almost like your emotional negligence of your relationship with Guy has hurt, hurt him. Yes. And it kind of hurts you as well to know that that's probably right. the case. So in that case, um, Guy gained two bonds with Eric's. Oh, you guys are fucking adorable. You get to be adorable <laughs> too here. Pretty <laughs> so... Guy, why are you tempted to give into what the darkness demands? They got cool shit. <laughs> no, no doubt. <laughs> That's very true. Fucking black. That cinnamon granola. That goes with everything. <laughs> it does, trust me. Chris is covered in black right now. I got gray pants. Oh, well, <laughs> oh shoot. And all the silver jewelry. <laughs> uh, I've, I am tempted to give in because... I am tired of being the last person of my race. Okay, you're just willing to to, to, to just give in and make it so, pretty at, much. At a, do what you need to do. Out of just pain. I got you. Yeah, just you know, like Jet Li. Grief. Grief has made you do horrible things, perhaps. Or kind of like, it, it, grief is allowing you to step into the doorway to do horrible things, in a way. So, gain one bond with what the darkness demands of you. Now, Charlie, we need to do the same thing for you now. I feel like I'm ready for this so, one. So, Charlie... Mm -hmm. 
you have three questions here. Some, which of these two guys was there when you truly let go? I want to say it's the big spooky guy. Eric's? Yes. So, Eric's, what did, uh, what did Charlie destroy that belonged to you? It can be anything. Yeah, what did Charlie destroy that belonged to you? It was a 1964 Plymouth Fury. Just destroyed your car, huh? How'd that yeah. happen? I got it from uh, I got it from an old man that was, when I met him, not an old man. Ah, I got you. Okay. Um, um, why are you grateful for that? Because it was something that... Uh, there are very few things that keep me holding on to the past anymore, being as... What the fuck? Slipping into it. As old as I am and losing things like that. It's... It, it held me in a certain state of mind all the time where uh, developing new memories was a harder thing to do because it was easier to hold on to these few that I had. So you could say then that Charlie destroyed one of the chains that was holding you in the past. Yes. There you go. Perfect. So uh, Charlie gained one bond with Eric's. I already did. Very good. Um, so Charlie, you love Guy. I fucking But Guy do. rejected you for your, your, for your own sake. It's because of my nightmare forest. Specifically, <laughs> Guy, why did you reject him? And why was that for his own sake? Like, what did you do? Hmm. Dick too big. <laughs> <laughs> I think I denied his love because of uh, this impending doom. Um, we're trying to stay focused on our task at hand. Okay. So obviously Charlie gained two bonds with Guy. Guy left me for the job? Apparently, for his task, yeah, for his for the darkness. He chose the darkness over you, <laughs> in a way. Um, so, Charlie, why are you tempted to give in to what the darkness demands? I'm just tired of getting hurt, man. Okay, so you just, you've had enough. You're just willing to give in to it. It's getting easier to give in, in other words. Um, so, in that case, gain one bond with what the darkness demands of you. Eric's, which of these two was there when you were summoned? Ooh... See, that's a harder thing to... You don't necessarily have to create the, the scene in your mind, because I know it's kind of what you're doing. So you're trying to figure out why and how. Um, just pick one. <laughs> You'll figure it out. You know right. I mean? It's just weird for, like... it. Like, if I'm, if I'm thinking of myself as ridiculously old... Right. There's no saying that, that they couldn't be as well, though. That's true. Because you've got to think, when you make this decision, you're canonically changing details about them as well. Holy shit. Did did he get a bond with me? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. I'd say Guy was there when I was summoned. Okay, Guy. What makes you afraid of Eric's? He saw him naked. Um, his uh, immortalness. Just his immortality fears you. Yes. Or you, you? You fear his immortality. I, I fear his morta- immortality. Okay. Um. Then Eric's gained one bond with Guy, and this is great. This is gonna be fun. Uh, Charlie. Why can't you tell Eric's that you love him? <laughs> Which actually is pretty good with yes. the fucking oh, what the fuck? with, with yes. the darkness demands. So, right? so I'm I'm I've made my own love triangle. <laughs> you guys pretty much are just weird love triangle. Uh well, they're, they're my bro- I'm gonna be my, honest. They're my brothers. Man. I can't tell him I love him because I I'm too self conscious about the love triangle I've created. That's fair enough, really. You <laughs> just feel God. like it might be hurting a guy's feelings. No, I'm just do. honestly I'm embarrassed to get caught at this point. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, how <laughs> so, like, many I <laughs> totally get that. Oh, <laughs> so, Eric's gained two bonds with Charlie. Okay. Um, oh. Eric's, why are you tempted to give in to what the darkness demands? 
This is a heavy game so far. Yeah, it's it's going to be a weird one, I think. I'm just I'm blowing kisses to, <laughs> to the guys no, no, no. whenever I'm alone with my I feel like you guys are taking the low You're, thing too too homosexually. No, no, no. Eric's, I love you, man. Oh, you're dead already. This is so bad. So do you Kiss gain you bond? On the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you do. Um, is bond just bondage? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I guess I'm tempted by the darkness because the power, like the um, the immense power that I can wield at this point is act is insane, and to be able to do that in 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 more downtime and in normal conversational life and shit like that it's not something that it's obviously something that i can i can fight but when i'm actually wielding that power when i have that high of just being so insanely powerful those are the moments where it's it tempts me the most to be able to literally just to do it forever um in that case uh, eric's gained one bond with what the darkness demands of you okay that being said um you guys you see the mini van, or the van that uh, that that Charlie is interested in. Now we have context to our backstories. We can officially <laughs> break in our new minivan. It's going to be a great ride. I promise. What? I I have to you know like breaking champagne bottle on the uh, on the boats. Give it a kiss. It runs good after that. Try. Um. No, I refuse. How about I just get in shotgun and let's go? I feel you. As you guys get into the van, you <laughs> see that an agent um, has come out of the office, um, and he looks at you guys. He's why? Why don't you guys? Want, why don't you guys want to take a Tesla? I mean, you guys, you want this old this Econoline? I I'm, I'm quickly I slide the sliding door closed and I yell, "It's for good luck!" Slam the door shut. He just kind of throws his hands up and heads back into the building as you guys. Fire up the car and take off. God, um, I want and the Tesla. So you guys, yeah, right. What he doesn't know is this is an EV conversion van. <laughs> I'm just driving away. It's an econo line. That's <laughs> literally what I said. It's electric. Um, so you guys drive uh, through the rest of the day to Albuquerque, and um, you guys get there around evening. Now, uh, yeah, so you so you you drive into the city as dusk settles. Now, while the sprawling city reveals itself between desert valleys, uh, the setting sun paints the Sandia Mountains watermelon pink. Arriving at, and you eventually arrive at the upscale Hotel Cinco in historic downtown. Heat assailing you immediately as you step out of the car. Eric's and Charlie, give me them D6s again. And I'm, I'm, the reason I'm asking you to do these random rolls is just to determine who's answering questions. So I like just, it. So it's just an unbiased thing. Nate, you rolled a, er, uh, Eric's rolled a six and Charlie rolled a five. So Eric's, as the pink daylight drains from the mountains, you remember a tale of this place and the blood that was shed to color it. What do you recall about the one who sleeps in the mountains? Ooh, exposition. Yeah, right, though? I would have, like, I'm like, these guys are going to fucking... Uh, <laughs> but it's really you creating just details and canon uh, and whatever. This is, so... this is what I was excited about for this uh, game. Yeah, shit. there's a lot of this. There's okay. a lot of me just asking so a weird question excited. and then you having to figure it out. It's and then they will play it the better. It's a very bizarre gameplay, but I'm digging it so it's, Yeah, it's, it's really intriguing to see where this is all going to go. So um, I really like the it. The one who sleeps in the mountains? Mm-hmm. What um, do you recall about him? Whatever the fuck that means, you know what I mean? But you're creating what that means. Is it a right. dragon? Jack no, it's... Dragon. What's a dragon? Dragon Ball. <laughs> shut up. Oh! No, fucking shut up. <laughs> no, we can't. Um, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, 
The one that sleeps in the mountains is actually a a monster as well. Um, it, it was a strange manifestation here that happened. It was like years and years and years and years ago before this was ever as big and as sprawling as it is now. But the power of the one who sleeps in the mountain is that of almost a death aura around them. The reason that there was such a horrible bloodshed here is because of that fact. It was um, a manifestation of this power that happened so rapidly that um, they had to send me to come and take care of it, assuming that they didn't know exactly what they were going to be able to do if they killed me, but it didn't. Right. And um, eventually I found a way to help put this man in stasis underneath the mountains. This was um, years and years ago. Okay. Was, yeah, mm -hmm. so, so who told you the tale? How did you learn about this? Oh, that was me. I tell the tale. Oh, you you discovered it. Um, well, I was the one sent in to take care of this. He was the Fair whole enough. story. Okay. So the, the question here, which I'm going to uh, adjust, mm. it says, what did they say they left behind here and why do you want to find it? Which is the, the question that's going to be um, manifested out of what you've created is, uh, what did you leave behind there and why do you want to go get it? It was actually the weapon that I had to use to... Uh, put him into stasis. Which Mega, Man, Mega Man's blue buster. Um, the thing that I left behind was the thing that was to keep him in stasis in right. the mountains. Uh, like a shepherd's crook uh, with like, an, like a lantern on the end of it that, that has um, like a green light aura that comes off of it. And that's You're actually what Moses, keeps him in. You're fucking Moses, man. <laughs> fucking Hal Jordan. <laughs> hey, man. We get to come up with this shit. This is, yeah, we get in to brightest day, this in darkest night. <laughs> I don't know why that was so musical. Yeah, it was beautiful. In dark, was in Green Lantern the musical starring Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing it back. We could get him. We, yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, so you guys arrive at the Hotel Cinco. Um, nightlife is already in full swing as people walk the streets in search of dining and dancing, um, avoiding the hopeful hands of homeless people uh, who move through the crowds unacknowledged, like like phantoms. You guys are shown to the rooftop bar of the hotel and ushered into a private casbah, a man you recognize, a uh, knowing eyes, stylish business suit, and understated turquoise jewelry, a man you guys know as Santino Martinez, also known as, or professionally known as, El Buen Mago. You see, he has another man with him, a, uh, a man in his mid-30s, uh, looks to be of Japanese descent, and as you approach, he, he makes eye contact with you. Senor Fox. It is good to see you, Senor Abramson, Senor Eriks. Mm. Let me introduce my associate to you. This is Tatsuda Kano. How do you spell that? Uh, T-A-T-S-U-D-A-K-A-N-O. He is from the Economic Development Department for the city of Albuquerque. Uh, you please have a seat. Let's, uh, he, 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 uh, he gestures for the wait staff, and somebody comes over and brings these inventive cocktails and seems to be expensive glasses. And you can see as you're out here, um, the rooftop view shows the city spread around you, revealing that what Albuquerque lacks in tall buildings, it makes up for in sprawl. It has been a long time since I've been here. Yes, I don't remember last time we spoke. Yes, how have you been, wizard? <sighs> bueno. I've mm. been, been good. Things have been uh, lucrative. It seems like there is a... Uh, gentrification going on in town here and it's a uh, it's benefited my my business personally it seems that 
bohemian and similar things have become uh, quite popular, quite mainstream. Well, unfortunately, there has been some murders, which is why I have uh, contacted Director Knight. I thank you for showing up. There has been a few bodies so far, seven to be exact. Now, the first body was found about three weeks ago. It was discovered in a conspicuous location where uh, the show Crime and Punishment was filmed. I'm sure you've seen it. Mm. Uh, after that, it seems a new body has appeared every three days, each at a movie or television filming location, seven so far, as I said. Uh, the victims were always homeless people with no ties. The bodies are found with lungs full of water and dry clothes, uh, which is especially strange because this summer heat wave has caused major drought. Now, the news, the, the Albuquerque Journal, uh, KRQE 13 and KOB4, has run the story nonstop, and it, it threatens a major opportunity for the city. It seems as though the, the city and uh, Kano here specifically are trying to convince major media conglomerates Streamreel to build a studio in the area. Uh, this, the studio would, would likely bring millions of dollars in jobs and business and likely raise Albuquerque's profile as a major destination in the Southwest. Um, th that's none of my business, personally, I do not care, but uh, it is a concern of a friend of mine. He gestures to the guy next to him. He's like, so I, I care a little. The main reason we called you guys was to see what's going on with these murders. It seems as though it's something that may interest you. I don't know details, but... Do you have a body on hand? I personally do not, but I do know that it is the third day again. Unfortunately for you, unfortunately for, for them, their body was discovered at the Albuquerque rail yards. I uh, imagine you have your typical uh, department credentials. I've seen the way that you agents and your parent company work. Uh, I would, however, caution there are other players in this game. I don't know if you're familiar with our local street gang, the uh, Los Profetas de la Perdición, uh, Prophets of Doom. They seem to be attempting to sabotage this whole stream reel business. So it is a potential that they could be somehow involved. I know not how. So is it um, just the strangeness of water in people's lungs that requires our speciality? Yes, it seems as though... Something occult, for lack of a more accurate term, uh, may be at play here, which is, I know your guys' forte. Does this local gang affiliate with any known cults? Not that I'm aware of. I know that uh, they're not too big into the, I guess we'll keep using the phrase, the phrase occult, or the word occult. Um, but I have a suggestion. We should probably map out where... These bodies have been found, and then we will just simply, uh, hopefully, have some sort of obviously map. But um, are you hoping to possibly triangulate where the next one? Oh, could that is arise? the big word I was looking for, my friend. Mm. Um, and you're saying one was found today at the train yard? Yes, earlier today. Eight. This would be number eight, correct? Here, let me uh, pull out my iPad, and I will write this down. Okay. Thank you. I'll pull up Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> you narrated action character. Um, I'm glad that at least one of us is current with the times. Let me just drop a couple pins. I just don't like to get my hands dirty, okay? I was just about to 
prick my finger for blood to try and write a <laughs> script. Yeah, I don't know if chisel I, into I, this tapestry. I don't have any. I don't have ink and I quill say, on me. I do. I, I do think we should map them out, though. <laughs> That, that bring back up the a, old guy's voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. No, that brings up a good point, a good detail for the listener, is that it is currently the year 2025. And this, again, takes place in our in our D-Pick universe. Yeah, you know, the rolled universe. The rolled universe. I yeah. pull out my iPad and I unfold it four times. <laughs> <laughs> Into a full What do you got desktop. there, Roblox? <laughs> Roblox, <What's> wow. <laughs> do you know any lo- known locations of this gang also i would like to poke the body and <laughs> when you get there <laughs> and i meant dig inside him gotcha, gotcha. i mean open him up and really good to good solid look at what happened okay so the explanation makes me feel like it's a fetish now honestly i just i get super self-conscious about everything i'm saying and uh Sometimes I over-explain. I, I tighten your tie to cover up your slit throat. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I uh, does does there look like there's any correlation to where all of these deaths have happened? Um, not particularly. Um, that's a great question, though. You do notice uh, various locations, and um, you see that the Albuquerque Rail Yard is, of course, the most recent one. You do see some around uh, a kid. What is known? What is currently considered a, a, the Stream Real Studio construction site, like at the Tent City area, which is you know a hotbed for homelessness. So there's <laughs> so that. there's no real pattern other than them all being homeless. Yeah, yeah, uh, drowning. Like, we should go talk to the uh, the tent people and make sure they haven't seen anyone fishy that's been leading some of I'm it. I'm sure they don't like to be called that. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't know what to say, as usual. <laughs> and uh, did you say something about them being TV and filming locations? Something Crime and punishment? Yes, they all seem to have happened around places where uh, movies or TV shows were filmed. I'm not current <coughs> on TVs. Uh, is that a NCIS spinoff? I imagine it's nothing to do with that. I mean, perhaps it is, but I, I doubt it. I think it's its own thing. It sounds like it's about crime and punishment. Indeed. I, I'm, hey, like I'm not going to lie. I feel like it's probably hard to... Well, jump in the, the cool minivan and take a spin down to the tent people. Well, oh, God. Um, it's probably hard to... Star Wars get a good worse. Um, a good idea of all the locations that have been filmed in all of Albuquerque. Well, let's um, go to these filming locations. And do you validate parking? Uh, yes, they do. Uh, as you as you ask him that, and he answers, um, Mister Kano or Tatsuda speaks up, and he says, "If you stop in my office tomorrow, I can put together a list of all the known filming locations." That would be very helpful. Thank you. No problem. You can find me at the city hall. Follow the directory. You'll find me. Much obliged. Well, let's hop back in your grocery getter. It's not a grocery getter. It's the Bella. That's unfortunate. Before you go, let me give you these uh, room keys. And he slides over an envelope with the Hotel Cinco emblem on it. Um, Is there any money in this envelope? You open it up, 
And you grab the envelope, you open it up, and you see that there are just three room keys, room cards. Um, rooms are on us while you are here. Anything that you need, feel free to stop by my shop um, in Northeast Heights. Uh, the El Buen Mago storefront. You'll see it. It's not even called a storefront. <laughs> the El Buen Mago. Uh, stop by if you need any. If you need anything. Do we, uh, do we get a per diem? I feel like you could probably ask them to make you any food in the... Uh... We can cast spells and shit and fucking <laughs> destroy things, and he's worried about per diem. Yes. I love it. I just want to so, know my per you gotta, diem. You gotta know where your next meal's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited about Do the I meat, pay man. out of my pocket or yours? It's been... One week since you looked at me. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> that was good. You, you chud. <laughs> you fucking chud. What a chode. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, with that, he gives you that information and um, kind of leaves you to it on your own. Charlie, what subtle actions do the most powerful people in the room do, in this room, in this, in this um, kind of a VIP lounge um, rooftop bar of this place? Uh, what subtle actions do these people do um, in the room to alienate those who don't belong in their presence? Subtle actions, they would be uh, flexing their powers in their own individual ways, hmm. but on a very small scale. Like, like kind of only noticeable to those who know yeah. in a way. Like the, 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 lay, the lay person isn't going to just like, oh, magic. Like they're not going to yeah, notice. It's something like you could feel as you walked by or if you were paying attention, you could ca- catch it through your eye. Okay. Yeah. Good, good answer. Um, so that being said, what do you, what do you guys do? Can, can we roll for investigation? <laughs> Actually, that's a great question. Ooh. Here's what you can do. Um, with that intention in mind, you can um, you can actually... So one of your basic moves, grasping keys. Uh, now, when you search for a clue, investigate the signs of the apocalypse, or use your powers of darkness to gather information, describe how you were doing so. My boy. So when you ask me, can you investigate, what exactly are your methods for doing so in this, in this location? Because there are things that could happen. Man, I forgot about grasping for keys. That is like, oh, and, uh, honestly, I'm glad you said that. Because we almost left. That is one of the most important as- actions to be doing throughout this whole mystery. Right. Because that's right. how you're going to find um, your clues. And those are actually, uh, they will be written on this card, along with the doomsday clock, which is, which is obvious to you guys. When I check it off, you guys will see it happen. These are things that are table knowledge. You know, you guys all, we all know these things. Hell yes. Uh, obviously, I will know different details than you will, but still, you will have a lot of information about what's going on and what you, what you obtain. Um, anyway. I think Guy would uh, narrow his eyes and focus on people's hand motions and their mouse to n- notice if they're uh, casting any sort of spell or something that stands out. You're looking for something arcane or occult or, or what have you. Uh, correct. Okay, very good. Uh, do you have any darkness tokens? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I don't. I, I haven't gained any yet. Right. Okay, that's good to know. Um, let me see something here. Unless I default have any. Yeah, you you don't to begin with. I don't believe we're going to assume a, a, a big no, and you have to earn them to get them. Um, and obviously, you all have different ways of gaining darkness tokens, as listed on your playbook sheet. Oh boy. <laughs> to answer that question, um, guy. Oh, Levi. <laughs> um, Me? Let's look at how you gain darkness tokens. As the last, you gain two to four darkness tokens when you feel lonely or rejected, react with doubt or confusion, ask someone to tell you their past, 
ask someone to doubt their future or embody a condition that affects you. Um, and your conditions, of course, are being are cornered, distant, merciless, and despairing. And now when you have these conditions checked, and that's for all of you guys, that's kind of a, a role-play guide. Like You should be kind of keeping that emotion in mind when you make your decisions and when you say what you say. Um, right. Because that's honestly the more that you embody those conditions, the more darkness tokens you're going to be able to you get and then be able to use. Where the fuck and is the that? point of these darkness tokens, um, before you roll, you can spend darkness tokens to enhance your roll. For every darkness token that you spend, you will gain a plus one to the roll right off the bat. Now, the more darkness tokens that you spend on the roll, the justification for it in the, in the, in the story or in the fiction is um, you using your powers of darkness to do so. So if you're going to do a very normal thing and you want to spend three darkness tokens, we're going to have to adjust how you're doing it right. to, to make sense that why you're spending such an amount, of, an, an immense amount of darkness in a way to do that. Okay. Um, then you would roll, and then you can adjust that final rolled number, not the final, but the almost final rolled number, by spending bonds to move that up or down one point or otherwise if, if specified. Now... The justification in the fiction for that is that something that they are currently or have done is helping you do that. So that's just to keep in mind. And, so, and we'll, we'll, we'll take these instances when the, this is a relevant thing, and we will shape the narrative for it so, when it happens. Uh, awesome. Going back to me having a love triangle, uh, mm -hmm. I'm just into BDSM. So uh, okay. I gain darkness for being overwhelmed, giving my power and letting giving into my power, asking someone to use my power as I see fit, Asking someone to punish me for my power, <laughs> and, and then I can embody a condition that affects me. Yeah, so. you were totally a sub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the way it is, and that's the way it is. It sounds like the kind of dude that would get his throat cut open exactly. by a woman. So what's going to happen is I'm going to undo my hoodie zipper that I got on, and the voice will just flow in, and I'm just going to be this really weird guy from now on. That's okay. It's probably what's going to end up happening. That's how you find your character. Just click. I'm a sub. So <laughs> don't please don't take that single out. Oh fuck! Oh yeah, nope, that's, nope, a, nope. that's gonna, a fucking that's, that's gonna be text, a new ringtone. Yeah, that's a text tone for sure. <laughs> All right. so, I'm a sub. I'm a sub. So guy, um, you don't have any darkness tokens to spend no. at this moment. So just do a raw roll then. How would you go about? Like, I just declare like I'm feeling lonely or something. It'll sort or... of come out, and you'll know. But keep keep these things in the back of your mind, and they're all specific to each of you, of course. When when the, when you feel that those moments have triggered. Just bring it up, and then we'll determine the details. Okay. So, give me 2d6. I can't wait to be in a fight and then have to scream, Eric's, slap my ass and call me a whore. I need to be stronger. <laughs> no. I would not do that. <laughs> uh, six. That is a six. Now, ideally, there are three, there are three categories of, 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 your, of your final results. Um, an eight to ten is ideal. That is the, we're getting it done. An 11 plus is overdoing it which you still get it done, but you also have a negative consequence. And a seven or less is technically a fail, but has contextual results. So you have a six. Do you want to spend any of your bonds to change that? And uh, spending a bond would make it a eight to 10? Spending oh, one bond would actually make that a seven or a, or a four, um, or a seven or a five, depending on where you want to go with it. Obviously, you're going to try to get towards that towards that 8 to 10 range, which means if you really wanted to do that, you would actually have to spend uh, two different bonds and then justify in the fiction why those bonds are related to this. And then it also says uh, you may choose to mark ruin to uncover key. What What is that? Okay, so yeah, just, so, just so, so you're automatically you're kind of at the 7 range, right? So or the, or the fail range. So the answer is or, but the 
Result of that would be, it says you find more than you are ready for. You may choose to mark ruin to uncover a key, but in doing so, uh, the keeper will reveal how you come closer to becoming a harbinger. So in other words, you you outright fail at this moment. But if you want to spend ruin, you will still get a key for it. But there's a consequence. So at this point, though, you could just take the fail as no result. Because obviously marking ruin is something of a consequence, and I'm adding one on top of it. Yeah. And how much ruin before we're taken in by the harbinger? Is that... Once you mark five ruin points, you take a ruin advancement. I believe that's all it does. I can double check. I don't... I, I believe that's everything. Yeah, that that's what it is. Okay. Yep. I'd like to do nothing. Okay, so you kind of look around. You don't really see what you're looking for. You don't see anybody... You don't see anything that you're noticing to be helpful or to be... I feel like noticeable or uh, to be stand to stand out or anything out of the ordinary guy would kind of feel like he doubts uh, his self-confidence at this point. Ah, you do, do you? Yes. Okay. So you are reacting to that then with doubt. So gain two to four darkness tokens and um, explain to me how and why. Um, uh, because, uh, uh, darkness tokens, each playbook has five ways of getting darkness tokens Four of these are unique aspects that encourage engaging with the themes and emotional core of each playbook, the more a PC embodies these aspects, the more easily they gain darkest tokens. When an aspect is triggered, which is currently what happened, the player decides how many tokens they'll gain, any number of tokens between two and four. How many darkness tokens are picked up can be tied to how strongly they embody the aspects, how much they are struggling to control these aspects, or any narrative reasoning that makes sense in the moment. So they're going to ask you why you gain that many, you tell me. And then if it makes sense, I agree. Um, if not, I guess I can adjust it, you know, as a good response. Um, if a player triggers more than one way to gain darkness tokens at the same time, the player decides which trigger is more appropriate for the moment and gains darkness tokens from that. A player may trigger the same aspect multiple times in a scene, but doing so will only generate additional darkness tokens when the circumstances or characters they are interacting with meaningfully change. So in other words, you do it again in like a slightly similar situation or slightly same place, um, you'd only get one out of that. The more a monster attunes to their emotional and social aspects, the more powerful they are, but lean into this too much and your emotions or powers of darkness are no longer under your control. After a move, if you have five plus darkness tokens, you are torn between what the darkness demands of you and your mission, which means you then do the torn between role. Or you're activating that. Ooh, so you, like, gotta be using these if you're... You really, yeah, you don't want to overdo it. So you want to gain them. And, and the torn between thing, uh, the torn between, there's not even a role, it's just a move. It says, when you are torn between your monstrous nature and your human heart, or when you are tempted by what the darkness demands of you, make a choice. Let your monstrous nature show and describe the damage you, uh, your outburst causes, mark one ruin. Describe how you diminish your power and conform to what society demands and lose all darkness tokens. Spend a bond with someone. Describe how they directly or inadvertently help you regain control. Mm. So mm. Those, those are your mm. options. Damn. Yeah, very so, interesting. So I think a uh, guy reacts with doubt because uh, when he was on his home world, uh, he was kind of a social pariah. So a lot of body language. He's doesn't quite get it. Yeah, he doesn't get the body language of other people as well as he should. Okay. How many darkness tokens are you getting for that? Um, I want to shoot for three. Okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So anything else that you guys want to do here at the uh, at the Hotel Cinco? Um, you said it was uh, like later in the or it's in the evening now. Like, yes. It's the, the nightlife is kind of kicking. Is in full swing at this point. Well, um, should we go prowl the town? Don't like how you said it, but yeah, we should probably go prowl the town. And Charlie pulls out his ever-burning cigarette from his jean pocket, and where it's got a nice big hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was looking at that the other day, right? Or actually yesterday, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I feel like it's metaphorical. 
doesn't have to be like actually one cigarette that's always burning. It just means that he's constantly smoking. No, it's an, oh, an ever-burning cigarette. You could interpret it any way you want to, mm-hmm. of course. Actually, I, I, I had an idea that while his hood is up, it actually co- it'll cover his face with smoke, and that smoke stays in there, and that's the darkness trying to block him Ooh. from... He's got a constant mist in his hood. Yeah, Ooh. he's being blocked from ever really meeting people, so that's why he drives around in that minivan. Do you, a literal smoke screen. Yep. Do, you, <laughs> do you put oh. your fingers in your throat hole so you can take a drag? No. Or yeah, you smoke it, it through your throat. over. <laughs> no, it's a slit. So, you guys are intending on heading out, uh, heading, hitting the town, essentially. Uh, where is exactly that you guys are headed? I think it's probably good to follow Charlie's lead of heading to the tent city. Okay, so we'll take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to tent city. Tent city. Tent, tent city. guys head to Tent City. Now you see that this place is a homeless encampment uh, on the ro- on the roadside right next to the Albuquerque rail yards in downtown. Uh, homeless people have gathered amid the bizarre death stalking them, leaning on each other for safety, support, and a sense of protection. All three of you give me your D6 roll. And this again is just to determine who's answering these questions. Uh, Fiber. Four. And three. three. So, Charlie. What do you witness that shows that these people vow to protect each other, even when no one else will? There were two beat cops that were uh, talking to a group, and they started getting a little, little more physical, and guns were drawn. And then, like, the whole group surrounded these cops. Okay, perfect. Um, as this is happening, what do you guys do? We better, we better put a stop to this before it becomes an issue. Sorry, that cigarette's really getting to me. I don't know how you keep that on you. And you don't just start a flame. I was actually going to say I'm, con- I'm confused as to why they even let it on the plane. I blow a puff of smoke from my hood and just walk forward to the group. I mean, it was a private plane for the company, so it sort of makes sense. That they <laughs> Back of a FedEx plane? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just flooded with oxygen. <laughs> Not so much. You used to smoke used on to planes smoke. all the time. You still can, uh, like 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 private jets and stuff. You used to smoke on that shit. I'm I'm gonna stay back. I don't want to get into the shit. Okay, guy, you decide not to get involved in this police brutality. Is it brutality? Not particularly. No, it's like a conf- aggression. Yeah, they they uh they felt like they were being attacked. That well, they were trying to uh, detain one of them. Uh, obviously, I don't know why, and. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the group just kind of circled around and was like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And uh, in response to that guy, you obviously are uninterested in it. What about the other two? Oh, I walked up there. You walked up there. Okay. Uh, what about uh, Mr. Eric's? I will follow. Okay, so Charlie and uh, Eric's, you guys uh, approach the police as guy hangs back and kind of just scopes it out, scenario, obviously. And one of the officers sees you guys approach. And he's like, you just, just move along here. Nothing to see here. i pull my badge out real quick and keep walking up to him. <laughs> what, what badge did you pull out? Uh, the, uh, fe- just a federal badge for now. Or just a fed badge? Okay, yeah. just an FBI badge. Okay. Oh, feds. What uh, what business do you have here? Hey, you guys, calm down. Calm down. Hey, put put the gun down. All right. We don't need any any big problems here. We'll we'll take it from here. You, yeah, we... you, you guys go get a, get your lunch in or something. Well, we... We gotta, we gotta, we have to, uh... Not anymore, you don't. Keep going. Yeah, the guy looks, uh, 
he looked back at his other the other partner cop, and the other cop looks at him. He kind of gestures to his badge. I just shrug in the background. They put their guns away, and uh, he kind of puts his finger in the chest of the guy that he was pressuring. He says, "We, we see you with that shit again. You're going to spend a night behind bars." With that, they they both go back to their squad car and they wheel off. And then, as they do, that person who was being fing- that's not a good word for that. I was going to say fingered by the cop, but <laughs> who was being poked by the cop <laughs> approaches you two, and uh, you see that this person, just soft feminine features, uh, cherry red lipstick, and maybe too much makeup in general. Um, and you see that it's mm-hmm. uh, looker. Well, maybe. However, uh, you can tell that it, it is a woman. But it wasn't always. And she immediately pulls a cigarette out and uh, lights it, and she's kind of shaking. She's like, who are you guys? We're uh, investigators. Investigators for what? Well, the, the murder is around here. Oh, I figured somebody would come along eventually and uh, see what's going on. I figured nobody cared about us, but uh, yeah, you know, only, only so many people can die before uh, somebody gives a shit, I guess. Yeah, you're n- not... Terribly wrong there. Unfortunately, the motivation for most people investigating this is. <sighs> I have a quick question for you. Mm. Are you what are you are you wearing glasses? Is he wearing sunglasses? Because I know he has gold eyes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Did you guys all hide your? It's getting your they're Morpheus glasses from the Matrix. I am not. <laughs> I like, no, I like no. those. Though. Those are cool. <laughs> no, they are not that. Uh, it feels you way think too that's the air all, you are breathing. Are, are you guys open <laughs> about your nature, or do you guys hide it? Try to look as human. I'm hiding with the hood and the smoke. Well, weirdly enough, I'm gonna have to keep. Uh, I I I don't having golden eyes doesn't help you see better at night, <laughs> and no. and wearing sunglasses at night is a fucking bother. So no. I really don't do it. Okay, much if it's not daytime. But you, alien boy. The reason I ask is because. It's in the scripting, and when it talks about like the keeper's agenda, like mm-hmm. being a fan of the characters and stuff, one of the things it says reminding them constantly that they're not accepted for who they are. <laughs> in a way, it's something along those lines. Sure. I suppose. Well, this lady can't even see my face; just well, a haze of smoke. That's true. She just sees like a guy heavily smoking in a hoodie, and that's relatively commonplace, especially probably here. Um, you, however, are noticeably weird. Mm, quite. So, so she will say something, but I'll let you get your line out. Um. Well, I suppose I don't have to wear a mask if I'm not going to be a lizard. That's still a possibility, though. These are the, these details can be that way, and that's fine. The mask could be something technological that works well enough to, to work, you know, and you can just slip it off if you feel you want to. And you can still do that. That's totally fine. Okay. Is well, that what you want? I mean, you can. Yeah, I, I still want okay. to wear a mask with eye slits and stuff. Okay, like, does it look like you're wearing a mask, or does you just look like a normal dude? It, it just looks like a face. Like, it's, it's convincing enough to not be noticeable? Yeah, just not animated face. So you're always you know like saying? stoic, yeah, like, just just a blank face. You always like even when you're talking. No, I, I imagine there's like a little cutout. Anyway, so like to concretely get an answer for that, um, he he wears just a mask that is very expressionless, but still will move along with how you would move your face. Correct. But it just doesn't emote. Yeah. Okay, so you're just like a deadpan dude, as far as anyone knows. Yeah, that works it, perfectly. It's, it's a mask, but then you kind of see like a, a sparkling glimmer where the eyes are. I got you. So you look a little off. Right, because I have galaxies in my eyes. Very true. That's very good. Okay, so. Yes, it is most unfortunate, though, that for most, their care is disingenuous. For us, it is quite different. 
Yeah, I can see that probably be the case with you guys. You seem, uh, judging by the look on your face and your serious demeanors, you guys aren't uh, from around here. And I don't just mean Albuquerque. From the north, the far north. He is Canadian. Mm, um, I'm not. If this is not an issue for you, we would like to help take care of this problem. Hey, that would be appreciated. You know, I believe Jessica deserves it. She just kind of looks at you like, like she um, means it. <laughs> yeah. Jessica. Yes, uh, for Jessica. Yeah, she, she, she wasn't stupid. No. I mean, so we learned on the streets together. Jessica who? She's a, you guys didn't see the bodies yet? You guys didn't see what happened? Oh, well, she is, the, she thumbs across the, the street and you can see that there is a crime scene, like down in a neighboring. The train yard. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she, uh, she, she wasn't, we did some, we did some dumb shit years ago, but she, she wouldn't, she would never put herself in a situation to get herself killed. So I think that whatever's going on with all of this, that's in over our, we're in over our heads, whatever that might mean. Now, y'all may look tough, and you do, but that girl was ten times tougher than a lot of you. And if she perished of whatever's going on out here, some kind of demon or, I mean, if you ask me, she like leans in real close, I think it was La Llorona. Well, but good luck. Say, say that slower, please. Good luck? <laughs> La Llorona. Oh, you never heard of La Llorona? No. That's a, uh, hmm. Look it up. You guys have fancies? You guys probably have an iPhone? You got yourself Blackberry? <laughs> the Google Pixel? I have an Android you can stop. I'm going to go look at the body. Good luck. Okay. Oh, can I use your phone, by the way? Sure. She takes the phone from you, like, before you're, like, kind of, like, fully offering it. <laughs> and she, like, she dials a number and, like, turns around. And she kind of holds it off. She's got her hand on her hip. You know, and she's like... Mariano, you gonna pick me up or what? I don't care if you have some fuckers to kill. Today? It's already 10.30. There's not much today left. You, you. Go. All right, I love you too. Bye-bye. And then she like hands you your phone. Thank you. Uh, miss, who exactly does he have to kill? I don't know. Some, some motherfucker. He said something about. When is he going to be here? We might need to. Talk to him. Mariana? Oh, see, I don't know if he's going to want to talk to you guys. I don't think that's going to be an option. Well, um, you know who Mariano Quesada is? Oh, it's not Larry? S- scribbles out his notes. <laughs> guys in the background just staring at random shit. <laughs> yeah, he is just like well, looking at a billboard from a band he's never heard of <laughs> live in Albuquerque. And it's like the date on it is three months ago. I'm going to take my pen and throw it at the side of his head while he's just staring at shit. It's like a pretty good distance because he's like across the street and down like half a col- block. You just fucking... I have colossal strength. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you, God. You feel this like... You, you don't... You're pretty focused on this uh, on this, on this this flyer for the band uh, um, Space Wasp. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere you just feel whoosh right in the side of your head and you look back and... Uh, you see... You. Spaceman, come I, now. I, I kind of hover and quickly zoom across the street. Okay. I, um, like, I like when you talk rough. With ferocity. Okay. And I, I'm actually going to uh, say that I overreact I with was violence. just going to say. My irritation with his 
So meandering. How many darkness tokens would you feel that you deserve for? I just throw a pen at him. I I just two would be fine. Yeah, and considering that the distance and all that, and the fact that you had to use your strength to do that, I'm gonna give you a three for that. Oh, if you're willing to take it, you don't have to. No, I will. I will. That's amazing. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Um, what are you guys doing? I'm gonna go finger this body, this corpse. Okay. No. You guys then head (laughs) on over to the uh, to the and wait for Larry or Mary. No, no, oh, that's that. Oh, that's the other thing that I was gonna do. If you're going that way, I'm gonna stay here for now. Yeah, you're you're very intimidating. I'll let you talk to the guy. So I'll actually, talk to the body. You're gonna go hang out, wait for Mariano to show up. Yeah, I, I was going like to ask. We shouldn't care about Larry. I was There's going no to ask be, because <laughs> I was going to ask her about what he was involved in if he was going to be killing people mm. because because who if he died was, was a homeless person. Yeah, but at then, the same time, he might be part of the gang that is fucking around here that we need to know people you, from. This is how you solve crimes. Maybe you I, should. You don't just have the answers. About what? Fingering the corpse? No. Sure. <laughs> Cor- no. Necro- necrophilia. I mean, that's my thing, though. Like, I manipulate flesh. Maybe I can yeah, masturbate no, like with it. this. I like it. Okay, so, then, yeah. um, before before you head over there, then, I just want to cover our bases here. Guy, I apologize for throwing a pen at you. That was very disrespectful. I know. That was a, that was very rude of me. My, my galaxies in my eyes are kind of swirling. My, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just turn my... Eyes down. You can't tell. Just, <laughs> just gold, gold eyeball, no pupil. <laughs> <laughs> just gold eyes. Um, oh, that, that's what you meant by gold eyes. Yeah. Okay. Golden no eye. Golden um, eye. Guy, do you mind checking out around here? Maybe asking around and seeing if you can get any information from people around here. I'm going to meet with this wh- whoever Charles keeps calling Larry. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll take a hot lap, but next time you can just text me. Uh, fair enough. Dap me up, brother. <laughs> oh, my. I dap him. Okay. So, <laughs> Guy, what are you doing then? I am going to um, kind of walk around and ask some people um, if they knew any of the homeless people that died and okay. uh, what they were doing at the time that they died. Okay. So, um, do you want to spend some darkness tokens on this grasping keys roll? Um, I am going to spend two tokens. Two tokens? Okay. Give me a 2d6 and we'll add plus two. Uh, that's a nine. A nine. Do you want to spend bonds to adjust that? No, because I want eight through ten. I didn't think you did. Okay. Just asking anyway. Um, okay. So, you managed to talk to a few people. You, uh, find out that a lot of people did know a few of the victims, um, most people were a little hesitant to talk to you. Um, they're not the biggest fan, but some people were willing to talk to you too much, and you ended up killing a lot of time doing this. Um, you find what we're going to call the key. You keep hearing a story, a kind of a haunting story. Um, you keep hearing about a woman who was killed for uh, having a child, a bastard child, and you hear stories about how she comes back looking for her dead child. And you're not too sure exactly what that means, but you do, the name La Llorona kind of comes from everybody's name and everybody's words. So the key that we are going to mark as being the key, the key we're going to call it a haunting story. Okay, so you officially now have one key. Yay, yay! 
Very good. I, I text Eric's, that information to them. Fair enough. Uh, Eric's, you um, wait for Mariano to show up. And meanwhile, Charlie, uh, you head over to the Albuquerque Rail Yards. Now, originally, this area was built to service the AT and SF Railway. You see this logo kind of everywhere. Um, these reclaimed structures have undergone various revitalization efforts, and you can see that. Uh, now it seems it is used as various film sets you see around. Like, you can see, like, there are film lots. And uh, it seems to be the home of the rail yard pop-up markets, which you see a few of these stores, these little storefronts kind of, even at this time of night, you see a few selling weird things, odd things, nothing out of the ordinary, but stuff that you would sell at night, you know what I mean? And it seems that this former, like, eyesore um, kind of has now become like a new op- economic opportunity for Albuquerque. Um, now, what remnants litter this area that remind you of its many past lives and uses? Ooh, I suppose there would just be old train cars that were brought in and left, and some of them are rusted through and and in great disrepair, and some are kept well intact as antiques and used for movie sets and stuff like that. Very good. Mm, I like that. There's set. still train tracks that are actually going through some of the lots, and there mm. are little little carts that are actually attached to those to progress speeding through the uh, different lots. Misalike. Okay. So you do find as well in this area, um, and it's very clearly marked due to the police lines, you see the crime scene. Now, at this point, there are no more police here, but there are still the, uh, the, um, the crime tape and like some barricades set up and everything. Uh, what do you do? I do finger it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Charlie uh, walks up to the tape, takes his cigarette out, checks his phone, sees he got a text message from Guy, puts... Oh. Puts a cigarette in his phone case, closes it, Jesus. puts it in his back pocket, and then uh, he, well, he just kind of walks through the tape and strolls over to the body. Okay. Um, there's no body here, which you expected. Um, however, oh. you do see that there is a chalk line of where the body was. Why don't you, I'm going to prompt a, a roll, why don't you grasp for keys here, if you would like to? Is there any flesh laying about? Well, they did just drown. Yeah, I know, so I but like, is much. there is there any blood or anything? You you kind of crouch down to the um, the chalk line area, and you see that it's it's pretty dry around it. Um, yeah, actually, before I give you a complete answer to that, we're gonna have you do that roll because it may. Was that two d six? It's two d six. You don't have any darkness tokens. Two two d dicks. That's, that's an eleven. A, that's an eleven. Yeah, I overdid to, it. Do you want to spend a bond to drop that into your target zone? Am I pretty much alone right now? You are alone. Let's let's let this fly. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm. So you on eleven plus on a grasping keys roll, you uncover a key, but there's a significant complication, cost, or fallout. The keeper will tell you what it is. So you see, and it is strange to you because of what is happening here. You see that there is, like, as, as you're looking for signs of flesh or some kind of organic matter in this chalk line. You find that where the head was, there is like a puddle of, 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 of like fresh rainwater, right? It looks, it looks as if like if it just rained, that puddle would be there. Um, and you're, you, initially, you think that it might be blood, like a pool of blood. Um, however, upon inspection, you notice that it is just plain water. Uh, and, that, and despite the desert heat and the fact that it has not rained in quite some time, this is very out of place uh, and it refuses to evaporate. It's just it's mystically here. We're going to call that a key, and we're going to call that a puddle of rainwater. 
And okay. as you, and here's the complication, are, are examining this thing, you notice over your shoulder um, a woman with sopping black hair wearing a white shirt. Her eyes are red and puffy. And you hear a voice over your shoulder, a woman's voice, and you hear her say, don't throw pens. Oh. <laughs> don't throw pens. <laughs> it's changing. Oh, we're morphing. <laughs> we're, oh, we're becoming better, stronger, faster. Looser. <laughs> you look back over your shoulder and you see that there's nobody there. Wear yeah. condoms. Buy milk. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> Hey guys, Christopher here with a huge thank you to the band Henge for allowing us to use a clip of their song In Praise of Water as our new theme music. Check out their newest album, Exocosm, which was released in September of 2020. You can find them on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, and pretty much anywhere else you listen to music. Just look for Henge, that's H-E-N-G-E. Thanks again, and don't sniff glue.